Welcome to the Between Brothers Podcast. We have the Chancellor himself, Zero in the building. What's good, brother? Yo, not the way I look right now. I look homeless. Well, that's nothing. That's nothing that's unusual. Let me stop. <laughs> and of course, the Duke of Devon and this land in the building. This is the Between Brothers Podcast. Listen to us every week, wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoy us, share us if you like us. Follow us on Astro.media uh, on Instagram, BTWN Bros Podcast on Twitter. Join the Facebook group, the Between Brothers Podcast, Facebook group, and follow us on TikTok. Anyways, how was your week, my brother? It was all right. Um, so I had um, had a couple customers. Uh, this we yeah, had a couple uh, jobs this week. Well, I had three. Um, two of them were just uh, so one. It was um, we didn't even know that there was a crawl space involved in it until we got to the house. Like so that's that increases the money right there. Probably gonna be like a fifteen, sixteen thousand dollar job. We already finished it, so um we had a job at the that this a lady's house. Um um what's it called? We can't do any more work inside that house because the uh floor is because the wood floor they have is covered in asbestos. Tell us about that one. No, 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 no. This is a different one. That's oh, covered in asbestos. Good lord. One of my house got asbestos in it. Depends on when it was built. Uh 1950 something. You better check. Uh, that's no, interesting. Well, well, the only yeah, because uh how would I be able to check? Um, dang, I know you I know there's a, a lab. I know there's a lab that's uh, in um, what's it called? That's in Norfolk that does um, that does testing for certain uh, things at homes. I don't know if it's just I don't know if it's open to the public or if it's just for company use. But you'll have to probably like cut out a piece of the wall. Probably uh, if you have if you have wood floor underneath your carpet probably gonna have to see if uh there's a wood how to do that yeah um but cutting um i know that cutting a piece out of the wall would help or um in your kitchen if uh you could pull up the uh because your floor is laminate or vinyl difference ceramic okay um if like I don't know how you would pull it up without breaking it, but if there's like any black, if there's any black, um, it's called mass tech. Um, if there's anything black underneath the floor that's like glued, that glues the floor down, then that'll be considered uh, having, that'll be considered um, your home has asbestos. There's, there's homes that are older, but um, 
when they renovated everything, they've taken all that stuff out mm. and um, and redone the entire foundation. So it was so there was no um, mass tech or anything uh, laying the floor out. But like this, this stuff would look so nasty. And it was like when I pulled, when I dug up the floor because it got really wet. I dug up the floor. You can see it like it looks like it's caked on. And when I put on the stuff, when I put on the stuff, it was um how how can I describe it? It was um it got really moist. So yeah, it got really moist in the in the plastic bag. So but Tomorrow I have to take the equipment out of that house. And then um yeah, I gotta take the equipment out of that house. The and last, the last plumber that had to go underneath the house to fix the main line and stuff, he didn't say anything about seeing none of that. So well, that's um you you have a crawl space? Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah, it's uh yeah, because the mass tech stuff is mostly um, it's mostly like stuff where it's on a concrete slab rather than in a crawl space. Oh, okay. But it, but it could. But the plumber he didn't have to do anything to the floor, so he wouldn't have known if there was going to be a oh, okay. A, if there's a asbestos um, underneath the floorboards or whatever. So because I don't think it'll show. Uh, yeah, it won't. It won't show unless somebody unless the floor is taken up. But I don't think it's that. I don't think it's very. I had to ask, but I don't think it's very common to see um, to see uh, like asbestos type of stuff in the, um, when crawl spaces are involved. But I mean that uh, my week was pretty. Uh, week was pretty standard. Just um, just having some fun this weekend. Uh in the house, jumping around, dancing around, uh, playing music. We had a good time. We had a good time. Went to see The Woman King. Uh, that was a pretty good movie. Actually, I should say that was a pretty good movie. That was a really good movie. Really good movie. Viola Davis did her thing. All those actresses played really well. Um, my the old boy, uh, I think his last name is Boyega. The star Star Wars dude, black dude from Star Wars, he did his thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a good movie. We went to see, went to go see that. Uh, but um, outside of that, nothing, nothing too interesting or anything. Um, didn't do a whole lot. Um, jump rope challenge still going. Uh, so I had, um, there was like one point my right wrist was hurting. And I think it's because I was turning my wrist. Uh, like if, if the, I don't know why, but I felt myself like turning my wrist. Mm Mm-hmm. So I stopped that, and so my wrist stopped hurting. Uh, 
And now my middle finger on my left hand is hurting. Like right on the knuckle, like the inside, literally right here. Mm. So I don't, I think it's, I don't know if I'm gripping. I, I know it's because I'm gripping the rope too tight with my left hand. Cause like, like now lately my, my, that, my, that part of my hand, my middle finger has been cramping after, after I get to a certain amount of jumps. So I'm, I don't know, but I'm, it feels like I'm holding the rope the same on both hands. So I don't know what, what the issue is, but I got to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'm what, 15, no, 16 days in. 16 days in, and uh, let me see some. Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Let me see. Let me see. Um, So I try to ramp up my production because I'm trying to get to um, on the Apple Watch, a thousand calories, a thousand calories a day. Mm-hmm. So I uh, did that yesterday, but uh, like I said, ever, ever since I got this COVID shot, my, I've been getting you know more and more congestion lately. It's not even that I get sick. I just get mad stuffy every time the weather changes. So when it goes from hot to cold or cold to hot, which is common in Virginia, my nose just clogs up for two days, two to three days. And so I haven't been able to taste anything or sleep well because I haven't been able to breathe well. So the exercising actually helps because, you know, sinuses where your nose gets clogged up, it's just blood um, clogging your sinuses up. So the the again the heart pumping gets the blood from it or over there. But today we're breathing a little easier. Like I haven't had no like neither. It's been mainly my right nostril, but not completely stuffed. This morning it was, but it hasn't been since. So hopefully that means in the next day or so I should be able to have all my senses back. But yeah, um. Uh, right before we got on, I told Zero, I, I don't really care what's going on in football this week. <laughs> like, um, I know we kind of been doing that every week, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm a Jets fan. We won. We're five and two. Giants won again. Got. I, I don't know how they keep doing it, but Giants won again. Um, they're six and one. So the New York team's doing good. Um, speaking of New York teams, the Yankees <laughs> got swept. It's just uh, one of my homeboys was like, "Yo, y'all, y'all got swept again, or y'all got swept by the Astros." And he was like, "Y'all need to spend some money this all season." And I was like, "No, we need to avoid the Astros. Like, we need somebody else to beat the Astros. <laughs> we can't beat them. We don't match up with them." <laughs> I'm like, so if we can avoid that, I was like, it's Green Bay and, and San Francisco. If Green Bay can avoid San Francisco, they might, well, I doubt they're getting anywhere this year. But if they avoid San Francisco, you know, um, uh, we were doing the live stream, the pick them live stream. 
Uh, I went three and two this week. So, okay, we, and, um, you know, I was in, I was, I was, I was talking to a friend of mine and he's a Cowboys fan. So he's like, Hey, you know, Hey, the Cowboys looking better than you thought. And I was like, yeah, I said, the thing is, I was like, you know, I didn't think the Cowboys were, I mean, I, I, I thought they were a seven-win team, I guess, you know, but from how they've looked against good teams, um, mm-hmm. I don't, and they have the, the tougher part of their schedule is going to start coming up. I still don't think that they're a double-digit win team. Like, you know, yeah, if you can, you can start the season well, that doesn't mean you're going to end the season well, which the Cowboys have not been known to do. Um, but I was like, so, so he was like, but you know, he was like, he was like, but shout to you because um, I was listening to your podcast. I listened to the episode of your podcast and, um, you know, uh, you called Minnesota. So I, I just, this is this conversation I was having this morning. So I started chuckling and I was like, yo, my boy, little Mike used to say, your boys ain't your boys. So here's why I say that. Um, I was dead wrong on Washington and Detroit. Very wrong on those two teams. Um, as far as who I thought was going to make the playoffs. Um, very wrong on the Giants. Very wrong on the Jets. Um, to be honest, even though I said the Jaguars had a chance to win the division, I'm right on the Jaguars. You know, <laughs> like I said that they were – they weren't gonna. They probably weren't gonna win the division because they're not a very talented team yet. But they could win some games, um, which I had to win in seven games. And they've lost two games off of like wild stuff. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, so I was like, okay, I'm wrong. But um, that's the every all of our losses are one possession. Exactly, <laughs> and it's because it's because the team isn't talented enough to overcome that. Yeah. That, so, so that's that's the issue. Um but oh but so I was like I was like, you know, so there's been teams that and you know, you're gonna be 50-50 on all these guesses. That's why they're called predictions. You're gonna be 50-50 on a lot of them. There's gonna be teams that you whiff on, there's gonna be teams that dominate that, that you were right on. So you know, we were doing the pick and live stream. So King Sean was like, hey, didn't you pick Washington to win the division? I was like, yeah. So he's like dying laughing. He's like, hey, didn't you get to pick them to go 13 wins? I didn't have any teams going having 13 wins. I was like, <laughs> but I had them going 10 and 7. And um, I was talking to my boy Kyle, and he was like, hey, we should, we're probably going to be 4 and 4 after this week. And so I was like, what's your next five, what's your next four, five games after that? So he posted them to me. He sent them to me. And I was like, oh, y'all could probably go three and two. So if that, if they win this week and they go three and two over the next five games, Mm -hmm. now they're seven and six. So they could actually fit. I don't know what the rest of their schedule is like, but they actually could finish 10 and seven now that. Taylor Green bottle is back. 
<laughs> AKA Heineke or Heineke. That his name last name was Heineke. But um, but I was just like, but I started laughing because I was like, you know, your friends always jump on you when you're when you're wrong about something, but they never praise you when you're right about something. So like Lil Mike used to say, your boys ain't your boys. Because nobody, I was like, Green Bay is gonna be that good, but they'll probably make the playoffs, which they probably but um, Minnesota is going to win the division. They're ahead by a lot in the division right now. Nobody's hitting me up like, hey, great job on Minnesota. They want to call me out for Washington because <laughs> they have a slow start in the season. So I'm like, hey, you know, your boys ain't your boys. But, um, but shout out to King Sean, man. I love that guy. Um, what's, what's it called? Uh yeah, our teams tr- made a trade. I got to yeah, talk to this. Yo, I, I was uh, I was talking to Sean earlier, and he was like, "What's going on with James Robinson?" I said, "Yo, that dude." Go- I said, "Yo, I don't know what happened. He only had one target on Sunday. That dude gonna get traded for like a sixth or a seventh round pick." A few hours later. <laughs> The Jets traded for James Rob, traded a sixth round pick for James Robinson. <laughs> yeah, and the only reason why they did was because Breeze Hall got hurt. Yeah, he got the torn ACL and partially yeah. torn meniscus. That's but it was like, I, but I was like, I didn't know he was gonna. I just thought it was gonna be a sixth and seventh round pick. I seen, I saw some Jaguar fans talking about. Oh, well, uh, you mean to tell me that we couldn't get more value for James no. Robinson? I was like, James Robinson was an undrafted, undrafted free agent. Chill out. That, that wasn't getting real playing time. Why would you get more? Is that, I mean, he he's a solid running back, but it's not like he was. I'm trying to think. Like, I guess because of the Christian McCaffrey trade. Is why why fans might have thought that he probably should have gotten maybe a little bit more value, but it's like yo, it's like Christian McCaffrey was a top ten pick versus or top five, top five or top ten. I can't remember. No, I don't think he was top five. I doubt it. Yeah, he was a top ten. He was a top ten. He's like Christian McCaffrey is a top ten pick, and the offense for Carolina, James Robinson. Yeah, James Robinson was an undrafted, a undrafted rookie who got the starting job because they decided that they wanted to cut um, what's his name? Because they decided they wanted to cut Leonard Fournette. So I don't if Leonard Fournette didn't get cut, he wouldn't have he wouldn't have started. It's like let's and then you should have known where it was gonna go when they drafted Travis Etienne in the first round. Yeah. It was like, yo, like, like, come on, like, use use your brain. It's like, let's be realistic here. It's like they they already draft they drafted his replacement. They drafted his replacement a year after he ran for a thousand yards as a rookie. Let that sink in for a moment. Um, so all right, so I just find it funny, and I'm gonna move off this. But like I said, like I said before, and I said on my uh, my NFL weekend review, 
you know, the stuff about Russell Wilson. So, you know, the the Broncos offense looked pathetic once again against the Jets. Uh-huh. Um, so clearly it's not clearly Russell Wilson's not the problem. Cause generally if if you're start like, for example, you see um what's your boy name? Taylor Heineke. Like Taylor Heineke, the offense performed better with Taylor Heineke than Carson Wentz. So that probably tells you that Carson Wentz was the problem. The Panthers offense looked significantly better this week without um Baker Mayfield. Oh, and come uh, to find out the uh Panthers are gonna stick with PJ Walker, whether or not Exactly. Um, yeah, I saw I, read, I saw that report. I saw that report. So I was like, I was like, uh um, but I was like, you know, they they and they're not giving no credit, you know, they didn't. You had news outlets making excuses for um, Baker Mayfield. You have news outlets making excuse, who've been making excuses for years for Derek Carr. And then now Tom Brady's age has finally showed up, and nobody wants to talk about that. So I was like, about to say, is it his age or is it? His uh, unpreparedness by not showing up for training camp, <laughs> and I'm just like, well, he only missed a few days, uh, like a week or so, of training camp. So it's just like, but I'm just like, he, he, um, he's he's not performing well, and everybody's putting it on everything but Tom Brady, and I'm uh, so I, I just get annoyed by that stuff because I'm like, we all see that the coaching is the issue in Denver. Yeah. We all see it, but because Russell Wilson isn't cool, you know, they do want to put it on Russell Wilson. You got all these news outlets talking about, oh, he's Drew Locke 2.0 and all this other stuff. No, he was never, he was never, he was never an all-time great, which I I don't think anybody's ever put Russell Wilson as all-time great, but we saw him carry the, when did when did Marshawn Lynch leave leave the team? We've seen him carry the team for four or five years. We've seen him carry the Seahawks for four or five years now. All of a sudden, with no major injuries, he just fell off a cliff. Come on, y'all! Like we gotta stop the hate. But um, but uh, <laughs> I was watching um, we was watching the comedy special called Infamous with Andrew Seltz absolutely hilarious but it made me think of uh Kanye West and this clip right here that I'm about to play I got on green chances Charlemagne you know he gonna go on air and be like but I'm gonna paraphrase it Kim is with Pete because he got a bigger dick why you talking about another mad dick on camera you heard me tell you this story last year right when me and Kanye got into an argument he called me uh last November He's basically trying to get me on board to shit on somebody he knows is my friend, Pete Davidson. He's like, oh, we got saved to do Maryland, but no, talking about Kim. I'm like, 
yo, you know Peter's my friend, right? Finally, he goes, my wife is out here fucking a white boy with a 10-inch penis, and you won't help me? <laughs> my wife is out here fucking a white boy with a 10-inch penis, and you're telling me that's your friend, but you're supposed to be tall-chopped? spewed on that interview and I, I heard that drink champs had taken it down because, they did um, and that nori apologized yeah and i was just like but here's like this is the stuff that doesn't make sense to me like i didn't watch the interview and i heard it got taken down i don't even know if you can't watch it anywhere i'm sure there is a way place you could watch it there's clips but i'm like it did from what I heard, like Nori kind of let him slide with a lot of stuff that he was saying. And and then I was talking to the Duchess and she was like, Yeah, you know, Kanye, you know, like he he be saying some wild stuff, but he he be having some good points. And I was like, yo, who cares if he got good points? Donald Trump also had good points. Y'all wasn't giving him no lead. This is stuff I was saying, I don't know if it was last week or the week before. Like, mm-hmm. Kanye the coon that y'all all accused Jay-Z of being. Yeah, that was two weeks ago. I'm like, and y'all making excuses for him. And she, you know, she, I was like, you hear him say these things, and you hear him, like, and then you hear people trying to make excuses for him, like, P. Diddy, when he was on Breakfast Club, he was like, oh, you know, Kanye's such a free thinker. And then Charlamagne was like, nah, we ain't about to do that no more for Kanye. And then he tried to, like, walk it back, but then he started saying a whole bunch of stuff that didn't... He, he, said, a whole, he said a whole lot of nothing. Mm-hmm. It's like, you said all that to say what? Exactly. And so it was just like, you know, they were trying to protect Kanye for God knows why. And I'm just like, dog, the dude is not a free thinker. Because all the rhetoric that he was feeling um, about like the Jew stuff and, and the uh, George Floyd stuff was all from Candace Owens' uh, documentary. It's like it wasn't even his own original thoughts. Exactly. <laughs> it was exactly. All from the Candace Owens uh, there, documentary. The freaking the coroner, the coroner uh, um, report stated that. George Floyd died of asphyxiation. Where does the fentanyl, he really died from fentanyl come from? How they say that he died from asphyxiation due to his chest being compressed 
by weight being on his back. They know what Candace Owens is not a doctor. She's not a medical examiner. She did not autopsy the body. She can't refute what they said. And now she's being, or now Kanye's being sued for 280, 280 million or 250 million. I mean, 250, 250. And I was like, I hope he loses. I hope he loses. And I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure they'll probably settle out of court. But I hope he loses. And Candace Owens needs to be on that docket. Like, we can't just keep letting... Well, I don't know what it is. I don't even know what that is. I I don't think it's defamation because George Floyd is dead. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know if that's defamation. I don't know what the law is. But I do know that... That misinformation. Free speech... Mm -hmm. Free speech can cost you. Yep, free speech. <laughs> He's like, she thought she got to get away. He's like, she got away with it, but she didn't get away with it. <laughs> All right, so here's the thing. A lot of people are like, oh, what about freedom of speech? What about freedom of speech? Freedom of speech says, I can say what I want, and I'm not going to go to prison for it. But there's still consequences for free speech. But... I can speak freely and still get punched in the mouth. Exactly. I can still Skip speak it. freely. Yeah, I can still get, I can still speak freely and get sued for what I say. Like in all honesty, the crap that I say about Baker Mayfield, he can probably mm. sue me for that, but then I'll just pull up his numbers. <laughs> but I was right. I can just pull up his numbers and show that a four-string quarterback took his quarter took his spot and <laughs> tell him and tell him what do you want me to do. <laughs> like that is usually good. That don't happen to good quarterbacks. You know? <laughs> but, so you, but, had, so you had a you had a former XFL quarterback take your spot, dog. Um. Uh. <laughs> also, like you know, saying like people could see, what what's the girl. Cardi B suing that one girl because she kept saying that Cardi B had some STD. I think it was herpes or something like that. And Cardi B went to court, showed the frigging court document or the documents that she doesn't have the said disease. And the girl had to put out like, I, I forget, it was like $3 million. I heard a girl like, like fled the country or something to duck, duck this bill. Like, you know, like, like she felt like she she felt like she was wrongfully treated through the child trial. No, you said a woman had a sexually transmitted disease that she didn't have. And when she told you to stop, you kept going. So that made you a bully. And as a bully, you end up going to court and you got bullied. And now and now you hiding out in the third world country. Now you gotta run me my ducats. Kanye to the George Floyd. I'm gonna say this for the George Floyd family. Run me my ducats. Alex Jones, all the stuff that he was saying about the Sandy Hook kids, he has to pay 985 million in damages. Run me my ducats.
It's like that's just the way it's got to go. Y'all just can't like like you know what I'm saying like I, I, there's one thing to talk about an observation. Um, you know certain things that you might see, or or that maybe that you've heard. But if somebody calls you, reaches out to you and corrects you on the information. And this is something I've always appreciated Stephen A on. When people have corrected him on information, he'll go on the air and say, hey, I spoke to this person, da-da-da-da, and, you know, got it, got their side of the story, and he'll tell their side of the story if they want it released. Mm-hmm. And, um, but these other people, it's like, oh, like Candace Owens is like, all right, I hate George Floyd. He didn't, uh, the police officer that he didn't get a fair trial because of the media, which uh, my boy, you know, love him to death. But Big Mike was saying, "Oh, do you think he got a fair trial?" And I was like, "Bro, don't be, don't be male Candace Owens, don't be Carter Owens, okay? Like, <laughs> like we all watched what happened to him. It doesn't matter what the media said. We all saw him." kneeling on the man's back while the man pled for his life and then passed away 10 minutes later or however long it was. It was too long. We watched it happen. It don't get more, it don't get, he shouldn't even have had a try. He should have just pled guilty and took whatever deal they gave him. Okay. That nigga is guilty. I got the rope right here. The rope right here. Shout out to Uncle Ruckus, the great American philosopher. Why people enjoy being around? <laughs> <laughs> Smell like lemon juice and play furniture, Clayton. <laughs> I'm like, is there a difference in those smells? <laughs> I thought play no. was always lemon. <laughs> I never knew no. Pledge had a different scent than lemon. They're probably lying. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's just like, you know, I, I, I'm just glad he's getting sued and I hope he loses. And I'm hearing like, like, like this dude is like off his rocker and, you know, I don't know. I don't know what his deal is, but I'm like, he, he sat there and said that he made that he made bad deals, but he's a billionaire. Trying to be the black Donald Trump, right? Andrew Schultz said this on his podcast, um, Flagrant, I think Flagrant too. Like Kanye West is the first black skinhead. You know what's funny? I think he has a song on this uh, Yeezus album called Black Skinhead. Nuh uh. Yeah. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'm, about, I'm about to go look it up because I want to be I want to be right. I want to be right about this. I don't want to just say whatever. Kanye is very Hitler-like though. And and I'm not I'm not saying Kanye is Hitler. He's not killing people. But what is he doing? Every time he gets, every time he feels wrong, he tries to galvanize black people and pin them against 
whoever his enemy is. Yeah. Just like Hitler galvanized the Germans and tried to pin them against the Jews who were his enemy. I know you can see it. Jesus, track number two, black skinhead. <laughs> That's the name of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> There's nobody over there. Staring out the window. <laughs> Smoking out the window. <laughs> Singing, How could he do this to me? How could he do this to me? <laughs> <laughs> Cause Kim is gone, getting stroked all night long. <laughs> <laughs> By a 10 inch dog. <laughs> In front of everybody. Well, not anymore. Not anymore. She broke up with him. But yo, that is hilarious. You won't help me? What do you need help with? What do you want to do? Grab the other end of it and take it down together? What are you saying? <laughs> What's that even yo, mean? Yo, chill. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, I was mad at yo, son. <laughs> yo, man, tell a man, another man to help you with this 10-inch white. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> and he's over here, he's talking about another man's penis on the radio. Sean May's like, I don't even know he had a 10-inch penis and he didn't tell me. <laughs> Wait, how does Kanye know that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Kim was like, yo, that's why I'm getting these 10, these 10 inches, that $5 foot long. Oh, they don't man. Sell them anymore. Oh, man. That just... I, think it's a, I think it's the worst thing Subway ever did was get rid of the $5 foot long. I think the, that worst thing Subway ever did was make sandwiches. <laughs> what else are they supposed to make in the is a sandwich place. The worst thing Subway ever did was make sandwiches. <laughs> a sandwich place. <laughs> they should have changed the business model, boy. Look, and then, then they use the pedophile. They oh, use market day stuff. I'm and saying look, they use the pants they, they, he was touching kids with. <laughs> <laughs> he was out here letting these kids iron his fat pants naked. <laughs> Freaking weirdo. <laughs> yeah, he's <iron> fat pants. <laughs> he's like, he's like. Said, there you go, boy. Get that scene nice. No, it was actually girls. He actually was messing with girls. Get that. You still say get that scene nice. Deep, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I want Extra you to start starch. just. <laughs> Extra I, want the, I want those pants to stand up on their own. <laughs> and then, like you know, and the crazy thing is, is he he had went on this you know this subway diet. Where he was, um, you know, he was he was eating two, he was eating twice a day, and he was just eating Subway sandwiches, and he lost all his weight mainly because he cut, cut his calorie intake by like ninety five percent. But they really was starting to market Subway 
as like a weight loss diet. I was like, Subway should be in prison for that. <laughs> I don't know. One of my homeboys, I want to say, I want to say it was Kyle, my, my other Kyle. Um, white Kyle. And I was just like, I think he used to eat Subway. I think he used to do, he was like, yeah, you know, I do the Subway sandwich, you know, extra veggies, no cheese. I was like, he was like, no, like condiments. I said, so you had a dry, you had a dry, <laughs> you had a dry that ass salad, a, a dry that ass salad was... sandwich. You had a <laughs> salad sandwich. <laughs> like, I, ain't, I don't even lose weight that bad, dog. I don't give a damn how big I am. I don't even eat salad sandwiches. Yeah, you might as well eat a fucking uh, paper towel or wash. Yo, them. yo, exactly. <laughs> and put and put and put some le- and put some spinach in the tube. That's what he was the hell? Yo, he said, yo. Stop the Kyle, little Kyle. But that dude was a wild boy. Like, oh. A dry, a dry <laughs> salad sandwich. <laughs> yo, you know vinaigrette actually. <laughs> he said, no vinaigrette. I don't need none of that. Nothing. I need that thing dry. He said, thousand, he said thousand dollar dressing. This is not gonna add a thousand calories. I don't need that. <laughs> that well, yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Extra thousand <laughs> calories on your sandwich. It's like it's like the only I, calories he's getting is from the bread. <laughs> I remember I mean, you know, he 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 changed his lifestyle and everything like that. I remember when I oh. when I was when I was working out and uh, you know, uh, people who probably don't know me or Listen to podcasts like about 2018. I lost like 70 pounds in six months, and um, and the the my diet of choice was a Chipotle, and it wasn't just it wasn't because I like Chipotle. Chipotle is good, you know. I'll I'll eat Chipotle way before I would eat Subway, um, but uh. But one thing, Chipotle's never advertised that they're their that they're a weight loss um, a diet. And in all honesty, if I would have lost like an extra forty pounds and went to Chipotle and be like, "Yeah, all I did was eat your food and I lost hundred pounds," I you know I, I I I should have my own marketing campaign. And I'm way better looking than get Jared, and I'll have a checkered past like pedophilia. I, I would be a great marketer, and I'm black. You know, black is cool. So, <laughs> so, but um, but I digress. I'm like, so, but I I didn't eat that just because like it was like the cool thing to do. It was the cheapest thing I could get because um, the house that we we had it 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 had a bug problem. And the landlord that I was renting from never fixed a bug problem. Cool. So I didn't cook. I didn't cook the whole time I was losing weight. Um, but uh, but I had, you know, so all I was eating was Chipotle because it was the only thing I could eat that had a whole food. So like whole rice, whole chicken, peppers and onions. Like <laughs> it was Yo, the only thing whole- I could eat. That whole baby scoop of chicken. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I always, uh, they, for some, I don't know if it was the girl who you was normally there when I was, I don't know if it's because she liked me or something like that, but she always hooked me up with like a double 
fucking joint, like serving, but she didn't put the number to say that it was double chicken. So okay. this is what I ate every day for lunch. It was brown rice, chicken, pinto beans, fajitas, uh, fajita veggies, um, the green medium sauce, because I had the least amount of calories of all, all three. Cheese, lettuce, sour cream. That's in a bowl. That's what I ate just about. Oh, so you did, yeah, so you didn't get the wrap. You always got the bowl. Always got the bowl. Because so, the, the bowl had less calories? Because the, the wrap by itself had 320 calories. Damn. Yeah. So um, I, I just, you know, so I, so the meal itself is about 775 calories um, in total. So that's what I ate every day. But the thing that I cut out was sugar. And I lost 40 pounds in the 100 days. Everybody knows I do a 100-day challenge every year from September 22nd to the end of the year. So so like I, so I, I was losing weight gradually. Then when I cut out sugar, it just dropped. It, it, I mean, like I was losing about seven to eight pounds a month. To like 14, 15 pounds a month just from cutting sugar out. And um and the the only the only I guess sugary drink I would drink was um lemonade, but it had to be like natural lemonade. So I'll go to like Mission Barbecue and get Ooh. lemonade there, but I wouldn't get um uh and so so as long as it was made by real lemons, I know they add sugar to, but I probably had that once a month. That was like my that was like my treat. So I didn't have any candy, no, no cookies. And everybody who know me knows I love chocolate chip cookies. That was probably the hardest thing to get rid of. But no cookies, no candy, no chips, no junk food, none of that. So not only that, I was working again, yeah, I've told y'all before I was working out with my boy Big Mike. So we would work out, we would do this circuit for an hour and a half. So the circuit would go. If y'all never been on an air bike, or they call it a salt bike, it's a bike that pedals, you pedal with your arms and your legs. So we would do the assault bike, then do 20 push-ups, then do some kind of upper body lift um, or lower body lift with the barbell. So we do either do, um, what's this called? Overhead press. Overhead presses or squats. Then we would do 20 sit-ups. 20 curls with a 25 pound kettlebell each arm or sometimes we, and then, and we, then we would do 20 kettlebell swings mm. nonstop hour and a half, 90 minutes. So I'm burning 1200 calories a workout. So then everybody's like, Oh, like, Oh, you know, Hey, I, Hey, all you did. Oh, you do? Oh, babe, what did you eat? I'm like, oh, well, really, I just ate Chipotle once a day. And then some, I forget what I would eat for dinner. It would be various things. Maybe, but like I said, I, I didn't want fast food. So it would be like, or what I mean by fast food is like your burger joint, some places with a drive-thru. Because I know Chipotle is technically fast food. Places with a drive-thru. So I would eat like Chinese food because it was whole food, um, stuff like that. And they're like, oh, you know, so when I tell them about Chipotle, because that's what I ate mainly. Everybody who would hit me up or, you know, they would eat Chipotle and they're like, oh, like, yeah, man, I was doing that Chipotle thing that you did. It didn't work. 
I'm like, I also burn 1,200 calories a day just working out, not like moving around and doing all the other stuff I did throughout the day. Like I can show y'all on my, on my Apple Watch history. Like I was literally hitting 2,000 calories of movement a day and torturing my body five days a week. I worked out five days a week. I didn't do no three days a week like some of the people be starting out at or two days a week. I don't know anything but torture apparently. So like every time I do a workout regimen, I do something like all the time because I, I get scared that I'm gonna lose the habit. But I'm just like, that's what it took for me. I don't know what it's gonna take for anybody else. And then the pandemic hit and I let myself go, gained back 40 pounds. And now doing a jump rope challenge, I lost nine and a half pounds in the last two weeks. Um, but, uh, but I said all that to say, Chipotle need to give me a deal. <laughs> so you said all that shit. I need Chipotle to pay me. <laughs> hey, this this podcast is look. This podcast is brought to you by Chipotle. Use promo code Between Brothers to get twenty five percent off your meal. Yo, yo. Speaking of promo Boy. codes, have you speaking of promo codes? Have you seen the um, the Antonio the, the Antonio Brown uh, Fliff? Um, Fliff. Yeah, it's a it's supposed to be like a sports betting app. Yo, when you get a chance, go go and watch those two videos that he got. What one of them he's shirtless with a uh, glove on his right hand. That nigga sounded like he don't know how to read or he high as hell. He like he Both. literally forgot. Both. He literally forgot. He was like, yo, I'm on the uh like he's like he said. I'm sponsored by Fliff, or I partner with Fliff. That put use my promo code Boobin on the Fliff app, and they cut the video. And I was like, "Yo, this nigga really forgets what he was supposed to say." He's like, he's like "I partner with Fliff." It's like, if Tom Brady complete the pass, you double your money. So use my promo code. <laughs> yo, like, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yo, 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 yo. Here's the, here's the thing about the podcast. Gotta be, gotta be black, black skinhead on the flip Black right. skin here on the flip app, boy. Right. So, so, so he did a, so he did a second one, right? So, mm-hmm. the first one would have been okay if he talked in the first one like he did in the second one. The problem that I have with the second one is that he was wearing those. You remember those, uh, those waterproof boots Kanye was walking around with at one point. Like it just look. I don't really remember. So you watch the second uh, Fliff. Uh, I'll, I'll, see, I'll see when I watch the video. He has on white ones and some like shorts that look like boxer briefs with pockets on them, and oh, wow. a uh, and a freaking uh, 
Detroit Red Wings uh, hockey sweater, and he's standing on a bunch of chairs in a fucking airport. He did a sponsorship <laughs> in a waiting area at an airport. With that, with that shit on. <laughs> Yo, he looked like the kid. He looked like the kid whose parents said, "You know what? Just wear all your favorite shit. Let's go to the store." <laughs> Yo, Yo, that dude, that dude looked like a hockey playing stripper that was about to uh, shovel snow. That. And then while he's talking, when he said do the promo code, and I just find this funny that the promo code booming was for if Tom Brady completes a pass right after talking shit about Tom Brady. <laughs> and while he's talking, he pulls up his sleeve like he wants everybody to see his watch. He's like, promo code. And pulls his sleeve up and starts doing his hand, doing silly shit with his hands like, <laughs> like dog. You're in an airport at two in the afternoon. Don't nobody give a fuck about the cliff app. <laughs> like, like you can see people in the background giving their tickets or weeding up with people. No. Like, <laughs> you know, like no. You can see people in the background. No, they did the <laughs> whole thing through cell phone video. <laughs> that thing, man. You know, you use my promo code. Booming. <laughs> like, oh, he, he, he didn't even have. He didn't even have to do nothing. All he had to do was put play that. Put that shit on. Do the dance. Have, a, <laughs> have the promo code booming flash moments while he. <laughs> That's all he had to do. Put that shit on. Yeah, promo codes right now. Promo code booming. What's it called? Yeah. Put that flip on. Put that flip on. Yeah. I. What are we calling this? I don't know. I don't care. Like black skin hands, black skin hands on the flip map. Put that, put that flip on. That's what it's going I like that better. Put that flip on. Yeah. It's so funny, too, because somebody said that him, because of the first one, him and Floyd Mayweather should have a reading contest. I was like, Oh, it's like, I said, here's the problem. No, with that. no, 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 no. Here's a, there's the issue. Because first of all, you know, it's so funny. Because Floyd, you know, Floyd has done a lot of commercial spots, and he ain't stuttering like he did with that uh that Breakfast Club thing. That that, but everybody, everybody jumped on Floyd for not being able. If Breakfast Club, if Charlamagne never released that clip of Floyd struggling to read the ad. Nobody knows that Floyd Mayweather had trouble reading at some point. Yeah. Because you don't, there's no other clip that shows that or, or anything like that. And clearly the dude knows how to read because he's made over a billion dollars in boxing. So I'm sure he could read a contract or two. But, exactly. Um, but, uh, but if 50 Cent never put that out there, nobody says that about him. Yeah, Fifty Cent's been a bully like his whole career, so it's just like it is what it is. 
But but but, but Antonio Brown? No, but Antonio Brown, he wasn't reading. That's the issue. <laughs> he just did. He was going. He was going off the top freestyle, and he didn't know what the hell he was saying. So he wasn't reading was, anything because the dude was fucking faded. That's why. Exactly. So that's why I'm like, I, I'm. That's why I think that's funny, but I don't think it's like ha ha funny. It's yeah. just like, oh, that's you know, but like, but it's like no, like Antonio Brown wasn't reading anything. He was just saying stuff. Man, what's his name? Um, yeah, Antonio Brown's freestyling. He's putting that flip on. <laughs> if he would have did that and just had booming flashing over his head, that would that he wouldn't have had to say nothing. Everybody yeah, just be like, "Hey, put that flip put on. That flip on. Put that flip on. <laughs> I need to make a bet right now." Oh man. <laughs> oh, man. That is so funny. That is so funny. I was um I probably nah. I wanna ask this before we go, because my still my iPad's down because I been charging. Mm-hmm. Um I wanna know like you know, seeing seeing our kids and especially my oldest son and then my youngest daughter. And, and Coco Puff is very similar to Link when they were babies. Mm-hmm. Like she's high energy. She's jumping around. She lear- She's learned how to jump. So that's all she does is jump around like she's a little kangaroo. And, um, and uh, you know, so she's high energy and all this other stuff. And Link was the same way. Now he's very laid back, I guess you could say. He, he's not the same kid. He's definitely not the same kid. Because in all honesty, like, grow, as they were growing up, as my oldest two were growing up, Link and Lollipop, I would have swore that Link was a carbon copy of me, personality-wise. And Lollipop was a carbon copy of her mother, personality-wise. And it seems like it's been... You know, as they got older, it had been, it had been um, flipped. And I was like, you know how Coco Puff is. I was like, I hope she never loses that like Link has. And I don't know why he's, you know, and what I mean by that is <clears throat> Coco Puff is fearless. And Link, he's scared to do stuff all the time. Like, he doesn't put himself out there. He doesn't make himself vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And it could just be a personality thing because there's people who are personality types do that. But I I wonder, like, when when at what age does fear start to set in? Because every kid we we have kids, we have young children. I have older children. But what age does it become like where kids stop taking risks? Like, and I couldn't even pinpoint to where that was for Link um, or Lollipop because Lollipop she takes more risks, but she doesn't take as much risk as she mm-hmm. used to. Or she takes more risk than Link, but she doesn't take. And then I was just like, and I was like, you know, there was a, there was stuff for me where I was like, I was so fearless about when I was a kid. And then, you know, at some point is like, oh, I don't know if it's, I, I, I don't even want to say reality setting, fear setting. Like, like for example, we, we've, I've told this story before on the podcast. And 
I'll tell it again, but me and Zero were playing with each other. I'm running now. I've never been able to catch Zero ever in life when it comes to chasing him. But I'm running around, we're running around our apartment. We grew up in a one bedroom apartment in Brooklyn, New York. Running around, he runs to the bedroom, hops on our top bunk, leaps off the top bunk, almost smashes his face into the dresser that was right next to the door. Because <laughs> what we used to do is jump off the top bunk onto the queen bed that was down below. But for some reason, he decides to leap for the door. <laughs> and he made it. And me, he just looks back at me. I look at him. And he runs off, and I was just like, I'm not chasing him anymore. Like, I'm not doing that. You know what I'm saying? So, but there was so, it was fearlessness that made you take that leap. When did that go away? I don't know. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, some people to call it like, oh, it was reality that set in. But who said that that's real? Like, you know, I always said that After Earth is one of my favorite movies, and most of it is because of the speech that Will Smith said, where he says, oh, fear is not real, danger is real. And it's just like, when did we, you know, get to the point where, I'm not saying everybody does this, I'm not saying any of us are accusing any of myself or Zero of this, but it's like, when is it that you stop being, where you started being scared to talk to a girl that you like? Or, or, um, or go to a store that you never go to a neighborhood that you never um, ventured into before, or, or, uh, or interview for a job that you probably weren't qualified for. Like, I just, I, I, I'm just seeing that with with my kids, and you know, even like my son, you know, he, he. Half the time he don't think things through, and then but when he when he doesn't he doesn't think things through, so he just does whatever. But he'll he his his uh he has to be forced to do things. A lot of times he's just too scared to do it, so he'd rather do uh, nothing. He'd rather do nothing than fail, which him doing nothing is leading to failure. And I was like, when did my son become this guy? You know what I'm saying? It's just like, and I'm like, shoot, what parts of my life am I, you know what I'm saying? Because it's easy to say, oh, well, he gets, because, you know, in all honesty, my ex-wife has been like that over the years, where she had been scared to take a risk to make her life better. Uh You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, like, and actually go after something she wanted. She always had to do things the sneaky way, the underhanded way, she, you know, a lot of things like that. So I was just like, and I'm, it's easy for me to say, oh, he gets that from his mother. Link doesn't do anything sneaky or underhanded. Um, he's actually the most honest child in my house. Next to Coco Puff, because Coco Puff don't know any better. He's the most honest child in the house. So it's not like he's going to lie, cheat, and steal his way to the top. But it's just like... He's scared to do anything. Like he had this, you know, I was asking him about girls and Lincoln's 15. Now I didn't start really getting interested in girls until I was 16, 17. So I'm I'm not, I'm not nervous that he's scared to talk to girls, but he was just like, 
oh, I don't, I don't like any girls in my school. And I was like, so they ain't not a single girl you think is cute. And then he's like, oh, well, and I, so, you know, it's like, do you start thinking that he's gay? And it's like, well, no, because he literally stopped being friends with two of his friends because they told him he loved them and it made him uncomfortable. So like he like dudes don't tell dudes they love each other. Like he, he that's the kind of energy he on. So I don't believe he's gay. So I'm like, so why is he so scared to talk to a girl? There's no such thing as not a single pretty girl in your school. And he stays locked up in his room all day. He doesn't come out. He's you know, and I know he. And also from what I've heard about his uh, his uh, his. Uh, internet history he has watched a pornographic video or two and it's with women so i'm like i don't know what to do but i but backtracking <laughs> to what i what my main point is is when is yeah, when, when does i mean i don't know about any others i don't go through my kids phones i probably should i should probably be a better parent but i'm not so, <laughs> so but um but i'm like when does when does the fear set in and you start being scared to take risks and then if you if you understand it about yourself and you understand that fear isn't real then should you start taking more risks as long as it doesn't put you in danger because danger is real why are we so scared to take risks Yeah, like, like, like let, let me ask you this, just to be honest. Right. What was something that you didn't do, something recently, that you didn't do because you were scared? Not because there was anything dangerous about it, not because it was going to endanger your life or the ch- lives of your children or your wife you were just scared to do it. You were just scared to take a chance because you thought you might fail. Actually, it's really uh, applying for the job that I'm doing now. Yeah. Because and I was like... Did overcome it at some point, but... Yeah, but I was like... But I wasn't even... It wasn't even the... Actually... It's not even applying for the job. It's like um, folks that know me, I'm really like um, um, folks that know me, I'm more so like a uh, I would say easygoing like joke around a lot, things of that nature. Yeah. But what folks what folks don't seem to understand about me really that they um if they hadn't grown up with me, they don't know that I really don't like talking to new people. And that was the struggle that was my struggle during yeah when I started working, like I really like I really didn't want to go into a customer's home and uh, speak to anybody because it was like okay you don't know what to say, 
feels like you're going to fumble through your words, things of that nature. You're not really, you're not really too sure. So that was a fear that I had and that I had to get over really quick because it's like, if you want to make any money doing anything, yeah, doing any of this, you're going to have to get over the fact that you got to come out of your shell and actually be, actually speak to folks and be friendly with folks in order for you to be able to be successful in this business. So it was like that fear of mine was like, and that's, and I I remember when you said, uh, when we had talked before you had uh, called me, you said you were proud of me because this is something that I've never, that you never thought that I would do because it's because like the whole commission thing or doing the sales thing, was completely out of my what was completely out of my comfort zone and it was like i just felt like in order for me to actually move forward with certain things it's like i can't just keep on i can't just keep on doing uh i got to expand what it is that i do if that means speaking to people on a regular basis that's just what it is but I had to break out of that fear of um, just refusing to want to talk to anybody. And now it seems like it's doing wonders for me. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> I mean, I don't know when it started, but I know when I, when I decided to end it, I remember I was at my, you know, uh, I call her my little sister, Vantrice's wedding. And this is before I met the Duchess. Actually, almost two months to the day before I met the Duchess. And um, and uh, I've been out of the dating scene for a while. And uh, I saw this girl. She was in an orange dress. She was one of um, the groom's co-workers. Um, one of the most beautiful women. Um, she was definitely the most beautiful woman at the wedding next to next to my sister next to next next to little sis so I was like and then I actually happened to be sat at the table with her Mm. and I was terrified to talk to her and anybody who knows me knows that's never happened to me before or after I don't know why that fear came over me. Don't know why. I get into my car. I end up leaving the wedding. I get into my car because uh, the wedding's getting kind of long and everybody who knows me knows I get up at four o'clock every morning. Um, I've been doing that for many years now. And uh, so I was like, it's getting late. I'm home. I sit in my car and I just start like kicking myself in the butt. And I'm like, what the hell just got into me? I never felt like that in my whole life. I, and you know, it's just like, oh, it's just talking to a girl you get. And I was like, no, like usually if I see a woman that I re- I'm really attracted to, like I, I, I asked her for phone or whatever. And um, I didn't do it. And I was like, yo, never again. I was like, I'll never, cause I started telling myself excuses. Cause at that point I wasn't necessarily in the best position because um, a couple things had happened uh, financially. 
um, that put me in a bind. And I should let me just I'll just say what happened financially. Uh, briefly, I was getting like by I was getting like double my child support taken out of my checks. So at the time, I was making like seven grand a month and probably bringing home like two grand because of that error. And um, so I, I just didn't feel like financially secure or whatever. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm not going to be able to do this for her. You know, I don't know. And also, I didn't know when that was going to stop because it was an error that had been going on for about a year. And literally right after that, and I was like, I don't know if it was just God or whatever, but right after that, I get a phone call from child support saying, yeah, we screwed up. Um, we're going to go ahead and get you taken care of, which they didn't. But at least they stopped taking double child support out. That's, that's what I really needed. But um, but uh, I was like, you know, I'm not going to be able to take care of her. I started like feeling like, oh, she was too, like she, like she was too good for me. And I was like, yo, and I, I had to remind myself, like, yo, you a debonair brother. Like, there's no such thing as somebody too good for you. But at the moment, that's how I felt because of the position that I was in. And um, I remember, I remember um, when I came up with the debonair thing, like, the, like anybody, everybody who speaks to me, me being a debonair brother was me talking myself up. Like, a lot of people, so I remember I posted on Facebook years ago and I was like, yeah, I'm not the most confident person. So a bunch of people jumped on my post, pretty much calling me a liar. Oh, how, how you, how you debonair, you, you not, you call yourself debonair, you're not the most, com, you're the most confident person I know. No, I, I made that to be a confident person. <laughs> I didn't I didn't do it like <laughs> I had to talk myself up and you know, like I said it's nothing against zero but as we were growing up because zero was so gifted at so many things I saw him getting a lot of praise and I felt like I was like the the, the third wheel I guess you could say so no I didn't get as many compliments in the areas I should say I didn't get as many compliments I didn't get as much compliments in the areas I wanted compliments at um, so, you know, say, so I was just like, so I was just like, yo, and then also another thing, a lot of people kept calling me zero's brother. They didn't call me by my name. Oh, you zero's brother. Like, no, I'm Lando. <laughs> like that's, that's not my name. Like, you know, so that was another thing. So because I never got that feedback. I call myself debonair to build myself up. And then it turned into a monster. And, I, and I'm the Duke of Debonair. They said, when I'm a billionaire, I'm be the, Debi, the demigod of debonairs. But that was a moment of weakness. And I was like, yo, never again. Never again would that happen to. A couple of months later, um, meet the Duchess, and then all else is history. But even she was like, yo, I would never thought that you were a confident person. I'm like, yeah, like I literally do affirmations so I can get myself up. Like, you know, but I'm like, I wonder, I don't know when, it, I don't know when it set in, but I do know when I decided to make a decision and not let it happen again. Um, but um, for people who listen, I hope you get to that position earlier than I did. You know, I was in, what, I was three years ago, so I was 31, 32. Or if you're older than me, hopefully that comes to your life now, where you're like, yo, 
I, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to have, I don't like, I don't know if I believe heaven and hell is real, but I don't know for a fact that heaven and hell is real. So I want to have the full experience of life while I'm here before I go. So the only way you can do that is by overcoming your fears. So I pray that everybody who listens to this podcast gets that. Um, but anyways, my battery's on 5%, so let's get these party shots in. What's your party shot, my brother? My party shot is... <laughs> what's the promo code what's the promo code (laughs) I'm gonna stop stop. (laughs) follow your dreams my promo code charisma (laughs) (laughs) with the flip hat <laughs> Download the flip app for free. Listen, it's like if Tom Brady throws an incomplete pass, you double your money. <laughs> Use my promo code. <laughs> not fuck. My no, my my part shot is follow your dreams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. Oh man. My oh my 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 parting shot is I don't want the old Kanye back or the new Kanye. I want Kanye gone. That's a nigga that need to be canceled. <laughs> any nigga that, that any nigga that asks for help with a 10 inch penis needs to be canceled. Yo, you, you know, know I need to hit. I need. I need to hit. I need to hit our boy Tim up. Ask him. I ask him how he got. Because you remember back in the day, he used to defend Kanye about everything. I wonder if he can. I wonder how he gonna spin it now. Yo, however he spin it. You promo code. All right, y'all, man. This is Machine Brothers podcast. Uh, follow us wherever I said in the beginning. <laughs> and um, hit us up, man. Join the Facebook group if you're on Facebook. Hit us up on Instagram, Acidot Media. And uh, eventually I'll start posting to the Twitter account of one day. Between Brothers Podcast, use the promo code BBP for 3% off. Merch. <laughs> for all merch. <laughs> All right, y'all. Like, y'all take it easy, man. Oh, go ahead. Nah, I don't know when that's gonna happen, but it's promo oh, code. Soon. It's coming soon. It's coming soon. All right, y'all. We'll see y'all next week. Love y'all.